This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 89 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Deb Post. Deb is a nurse practitioner with Wellbridges Health Center. Deb, welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Great to have you and looking forward to learning more about healthy ways that uh, you help the wonderful neighbors in this community. So uh, let's start there. What what exactly is Wellbridges Health Center all about? Um, I'm what's called a functional practitioner and, and people go, oh, geez, what's that now? Um, it's not alternative. It's, it's, it's probably more along the integrative lines. But what I tell folks is, is that um, no one has any uh, I try and put people back together without the drugs. That's probably the, the, the quick form because there are no drug deficiencies in a human body. So why would I start there first to fix a problem? All right. So if you didn't have the problem and now you do have the problem, I'm not going to reach for a drug or a Prozac because you don't have a Prozac deficiency. So I, I might start with like, well, what happened and how come? And let's fix that first. So it takes a little more time than the average eight to 10 minute visit that people do in, in doctor's offices. I need to really sit down with folks and I need to learn how your body, your genetics has integrated with the environment that you've put it in and that the world has been putting it in and see where I can find the problem. So it's sort of investigative, you know, that kind of thing. It's actually quite, it's a puzzle. We put everybody back together again. Oh, well, I love your description. And yeah, you know, you, you touch on the reality of today's medicine. It's, it's take a number, wait, and then when you're ready, you get your, like you said, I, I didn't know they were up to eight to 10 minutes. I thought it was more like three to five minutes. But uh, uh, it's, it's, in Florida, the average <laughs> is about eight minutes. And actually, because of COVID, there will be obviously major shifts in how we practice medicine. Because now I've been doing this kind of discussion with people online and that kind of stuff and phones. Now, a lot of medicine is going to be practiced this way. And it might might lead to more time with people. It's, it's unclear. It, it may or may not. Hopefully it will because there's more, um, I don't know, it's a more socialized way of approaching things sometimes. You know, when you go to a doctor's office, sometimes they're just sitting there typing on their computer while you're talking. And it's like when you've got someone online there, it's sometimes it's much more interactive. I hope. I can only hope that is because people really could use the interaction right now. <laughs> Yeah, and, and what I love, what I hear is that you're you're actually you know digging down. You know, like you said, you're you're more like a detective, mm -hmm. and and um, which allows that interaction and that feedback and and that diagnosis at the end, which is based on that individual and not you know getting lumping everyone into the same box and quickly writing a, a prescription. That happens a lot in modern medicine because of the the time factor, right? You know, I. A lot of these physicians don't have the time necessarily to dig deep, right? I, because they're nurse, nurse practitioners in particular. It's it's in our social policy statement, which is always interesting. I mean, my job is to treat a person's response to a diagnosis, not necessarily the diagnosis itself. We're very well trained in diagnosing people, but. More importantly, it's like, well, now what are you going to do about that? I mean, if I diagnose an autoimmune disease, the answer for me is it's the same, whether it's regardless of the autoimmune disease, for me to get rid of it or to try and get rid of it, which doesn't even exist in traditional medicine. It's like you don't get rid of things. But mm. I feel the way I play it, no, we can, if you didn't have it, to, if you weren't born with it, 
then we probably can figure out why you got it and fix it and do it. And that's sort of what we're seeing now in the world is the fact that, you know, we're, we're like 49th in the world for mortality. So, you know, when people wonder why you see a lot more deaths and this and that in this country versus say another country, it's like, well, we were, we were in pretty bad shape to start with. <laughs> so yeah. anything, as I said, anything's reality. But, you know, my first appointment is like a two hour visit just so I can sit down and I, from the day you're born up, I can figure out how your genetics have played against the environment so I can figure out how to, how you're going, where you're going to go. I, I can sort of, it's like find out where the car is parked, figure out where you want to go and then fix the car so you can drive there, you know, it, but I have to find out how you got parked in that place in the first place. Um, what slowed the car down, you know? So it is, it's, it's, and everybody has a story that has more than just, I have a sore arm or a sore leg. There are a number of things that lead you to a, an illness or a problem in anybody's life. And some of it's emotional. All right. I'm not, um, you know, people go, are you holistic? My body, mind, and soul. I'm not going to be your spiritual advisor, but we're going to touch on it because it has a major impact on how you're going to appreciate what's going on in your life and whether or not you want to fix it. And, you know, you have to make changes. You know, definition of insanity is keep doing the same stuff over and over and somehow figure it's going to work. <laughs> right. My job is to help you with the most number of options on how to fix something so it'll fit with your understanding of what you want to accomplish. How did you get into this business? Um, well, I was traditional medicine. I was I worked ICUs for many years, open heart, masters and, and uh, Mass General Hospital in uh, Boston and um, when I was 26, I was diagnosed with lupus and rheumatoid arthritis and was pretty crippled up by it and basically told, well, you know, you know, yeah, well, good luck. You know, you're going to be on major drugs for the rest of your life. It's going to be a very shortened life and oops, too bad. And I'm like, well, this just, I have a four letter word for that one. So I said, no, I don't really want to approach it that way. And I said, there's got to be a logical reason why I didn't have it two years ago. And now I have it now. And so I looked at, you know, you know, the only thing that's going to change in human bodies, what you eat, what you drink, what you're breathing, how much exercise and your attitude about the whole thing and in what quantities you're going to do all those things. All right. And so I thought, well, let's look at what my what I'm doing. So I changed my diet and um, I changed a little bit of my lifestyle and I stopped drinking like 14 cups of coffee a day, which is what you do when you're in an ICU unit sometimes. Um, and within two months. My all my blood lurk went back to normal and I could walk and move without pain. And I don't have the markers for rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. Now that doesn't work out in Western medicine. They're like, you've got it for life. And I'm like, no, not necessarily. And since then, because of that, um, functional medicine wasn't even a, a glimmer really until probably I was into my 30s or 40s. And then it started to become something that you hear more about. Um, and so um, I worked with uh, David Perlmutter here in town for about six years. And David is, was a neurologist and is a functional neurologist. And at the time, when I first started with him, he'd been invited to speak at Harvard two or three times. And yet we were still sort of sacrificing virgins at, you know, in the full moon as far as medicine was concerned. It's like, you're just doing some hoodoo shit. And I'm like, no, no, we're really practicing science. <laughs> so I went on and continued to do more functional medicine because it made more sense. And Dr. Promoter obviously did too. And, um, and now we're 
We ain't mainstream, but we're close. We're getting there. I mean, you'll see some of us doing work at different uh, major center, centers like Mayo Clinic and this and that. And more people are starting to realize, yeah, a drug isn't an answer to everything. I had no idea the connection between you and Dr. Perlmutter. We are big, big, big fans. Our daughter was diagnosed with type 1 diabetic. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, that uh, his teachings helped to change our daughter's life. Save yeah. it. Yep. It, 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 at the time, it was amazing. I watched, you know, I, uh, Dr. Perlmutter had done his done his time in, in medicine. And we still, I mean, literally, sometimes if they knew that we, someone was coming to see us, their doctors would say, well, you can't come back to see us. You know, you're, you're seeing a charlatan. And I'm like, we practice more science than you do on a good day. Because the only science that's coming out of drug companies is the one you want to, they want to hear, you know. And so if you're basing your whole world on drug companies good luck <laughs> you know we go back and look at the reality of what you learn uh, you know a med student or a nurse or whatever we'd all learn at 19 how do you fix a body hmm. what is a body made of what is it doing and how to fix those things and there's so much that we can do these days so much that we can do to improve um and covid is is become a very big mirror for people to look in and go Hmm. Wow. Okay. They're dumping around for drugs, but yet they're putting down natural things to build your immunity. It's like they're, they're, they're telling you, you shouldn't be out there fighting, you know, for better immunity. And I'm like, Duh. the only thing is knocking you out in a hospital is your lack of immunity. Bingo. Your immune system, if it rots, it's not going to do well. And the only thing, it, the viruses are here 24 seven. It ain't flu season. They're, they're not going away. It's your ability to fight them changes with the seasons. Wow. Wow. You, so powerful what you're covering, Deb. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, yeah. I ask people, do you, do you know why we have flu season? And people are like, no. And I'm like, well, the leaves are off the tree. You know, there's no air filter. The air becomes much more polluted. You're indoors. You're turning on the heat. You're not doing anything. And again, it's cold. There's no vitamin D. There's no sun. So again, um, the viruses are here 24/7, around the clock, every day, all year round. So what changes is nature and our 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 lifestyles change seasonally. And so mm-hmm. the season starts in October and it ends in June. When we open the doors, the leaves are on the trees, the air is filtered, and we're outside and it's warm. And you know, it kills things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We feel better in our vitamin D and all that stuff. So yeah, this yep, is, yeah. This is the where power of vitamin D. People are starting to go, hmm, there must be something I can do besides lock myself in a house and feel scared. I must be able to help my body somehow. And um, that is waking up more people than have been woken up in a lot. And again, I I feel terrible about, you know, the whole situation, the way it's been handled. But as I said, your immune system is going to be the key to whether or not you get anything. You know, and, and, and Deb, and for our listeners, I, I'm here pumping my arms in the air because Deb's message is, is not only so powerful, but but so needed in what we're going through with COVID. And, and I'm with you. You know, it, it's I wish it never happened and, and pray for the families impacted by it all. But what you're sharing is is, is there's a there is a way to go from being a victim to oh, yeah. having control, controlling your destiny. And, and, and I personally go out into the public. I, I, I do not fear sickness, including COVID, because I know I'm doing everything I can to build and keep my 
immune system powerful. And and that now that was, you know, we'll talk about hardships in a moment, but, you know, our personal hardship was our daughter going through type one and it opened our eyes to, oh my goodness, you know, we're all diabetic, whether we cross that A1C line or however you measure it. So yeah. how about this? How about if we forget that and just look at, like you said, the science and go, shoot, you know, all these healthy way, you know, I, I have air quotes here, healthy ways of eating and living. And, and, but when you really look at the science, you go, uh, that's not so healthy. And I'm generalizing here and, and we no, can probably I, talk for hours, but you know. no, I, I'm one of the only ones in the area that I'm aware of is that and I'm certified in environmental medicine. And it's just this constant um, problem because the practitioners out there are not. And what's toxic, they're not understanding the level of toxicity. Like you know, I think five years ago or eight years ago, the OBGYNs, the gynecologists, obstetricians were told, you know, you needed to start talking to your women about um, toxics in the environment before they get pregnant to how to clean themselves up a little bit. You need to do this. But they didn't teach the OBGYNs what to do. They said you should be doing it, but they didn't teach them. And I mean, right now, you know, I, I take about six months to clean somebody up before a pregnancy because in this country, and this is a CDC figure, every day there we, we have more first day infant death rates than 20 combined countries and we exceed them by a thousand. Wow. Every day. Wow. And that's simply a function of the toxicity of the mother, the lack of nutrition, the lack of education, the lack of information. And that doesn't mean she's, you know, on the ghetto. It means she's could be high end, to be honest with you. It yeah. doesn't make a difference because the toxic load, whether it's, and there's a wonderful movie, you know, if people want to, well, you know, where does she get her figures from? Go up on um, uh, EWG, the Environmental Working Group, EWG.org, and type in the 10 American study. And that is a study of 10 infants in utero who were tested at like something like 20 grand a piece. In utero, their blood was tested for toxics. And on an average, you know, we're talking, oh, 230 to 420 chemicals or more, most of which are cancer-causing and neurodegenerative. You know, mm. Scotchgard or Teflon or any of a number of things that people just don't think of as impacting. Mm. And now we're sitting there with this COVID going, well, how come... Yeah, well, because our toxic pollution, we have so much out there in the planet, 180 chemicals, never none of them has been tested. We've got air quality that is lousy and we've got electromagnetic radiation and that is actually chewing our, it's, it's opening our cells to invasion. It doesn't necessarily kill you. 5G is not going to kill you, but it does, radiation opens your system hmm. to evasion. It, your body's electronics can't keep up with what's out there, you know, because what's out there is incredibly powerful. So, and people wonder why, well, geez, you know, how come, you know, the world is just going, I mean, why are allergies, you know, why can, you know, <laughs> GMOs, you know, genetically modified foods. Again, if you look at where the COVID was the worst, you're gonna see the lousiest electromagnetic radiation. You're gonna see um, high levels of toxic in the air, major toxic loads in the air. You're going to see genetically modified food. You're going to see all sorts of garbage that basically weakens a system and just says, hey, come on in, baby. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm here. And most of the stuff is, is something that people can really make a huge difference with. But unfortunately, we don't teach that. And we're actually suppressing that information from a, a whole bunch of areas these days, which is driving me nuts. 
because you know if someone goes and they're well should i take vitamin oh no now i won't do anything i'm like oh cut it out journal <laughs> 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 the american medicine you know american journal of medicine you know that said that yeah vitamin d is a neurosteroid and it uh you know in high levels you know you don't we've done studies we did this way before covid yeah so and i it, the frustration is certainly there because people could do a, a great deal more if they understood. Um, well, even more so for you because you're in the field, you're working with these individuals, and and it's got to be frustrating when you know that there are so many out there that have no idea what's going on, and yeah. they're they're being impacted by it. Yeah. And it's it's tough to watch people suffer. Mm -hmm. when I know a minor tweak, and it, some of it's minor tweaks. It really yeah. is. It's just stop eating this for a couple of weeks. And it's like, wow, that's so much different. Mm. And yes, a lot of the stuff that we eat and this and that is addictive, but it's, it's just, we need to be teaching this in schools. We need yeah. anatomy and physiology from a point of view of how do you fix a human body if you've got problems and we, you know, do some of that, not just show that this is your eye. <laughs> we are, we are absolutely breathtaking as a human body that what we can do as humans is so, so amazing. Um, you know, I tell folks, just your eye, you know, if we had complete darkness, most people could see a candle flame at 18 miles. And that's how, how sensitive your little eyeball is. Yeah. It's like that's one, one little part of a human body. And if, I, if people really understood the full capacity of a human system, if you didn't screw it up <laughs> and, you know, so I, I, I tell people I'm going to, ignorance is not bliss. Compound ignorance is you think you know something, and I'm going to try and get you to my level of stupid, which means I know something. I do it sometimes. I shouldn't do it. I know I know what I did, and I know I'm going to pay for it, and I know how to fix it. Mm. You know, but mm. if I get at people in my level of stupid some days, hey, you know, you'll at least understand what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And wow. ignorance is not bliss these days. It's just it's scaring the crap out of people, and people are sitting in their baskets yeah. with their masks on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, boy, Deb, I we could talk for hours. Oh my goodness, so much to cover. Uh, but let, let me hit the switch. We'll, we'll talk about fun. So, what you're obviously extremely passionate. You're always researching and 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 helping folks. But when you're not doing the clinical stuff, what are you doing for fun? Plants. Yeah. If you walk in my, my office, people do. I've got probably about, I've got, you know, I'm probably the size of my office or my, my actual little cubby hole that I do here is about the size of someone's lanai. And I think I've probably got 100 plants in here already. <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, it's great oxygen. It's a good exchange yeah. for oxygen and everything else. But no, plants and I are, I was a master gardener up north and down here it's a different gal. But I, I do uh, orchids and plants. So I'm a, a bit of a bit of a gardener. And then, yeah, certainly getting out. Nature is, is you know, where I feel the most comfortable when I can get there. Unfortunately, I end up spending mm -hmm. my time sitting here, bouncing around on the front of my greens. Mm -hmm. But hey, it's okay. We're all shifting. <laughs> so that's that's that, you know. And yeah. uh, um, but no, and that, and I work probably more than I need to or should. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. Life. You have a mission. There's a lot of work uh, to do. I, there's geez. a lot to do, and there's a lot of people. But there's also, again, as I said, I need to. Yeah. These days, it's we're in a lovely spot. Florida is just wonderful. Mm -hmm. so everybody mm -hmm. needs to get outside. 
Yeah, yeah. And actually, actually, everyone needs to get outside and put their feet on the ground, no shoes. Yes. And ground. Ground is like huge. And Indeed. right now, go to the beach, stand right at the ed water's edge, and it'll just calm everybody down a little bit. Just so yeah. whew, bring up. Yeah, you know these these little things that you you know that the general population doesn't, and it makes all the difference oh, in huge. the world. It, yeah. it's a huge yeah. difference. You know. Yeah. So, Deb, there's one thing you wish people knew about wellness or Wellbridge uh, Health Center. What what comes to mind? Um, if you've been told, I'm sort of like quite often the last bastion, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, well, you've been told, well, we're, you're screwed. Here's your drugs for life. Good luck. Take care. And it's like, so that's usually when I get to see people, when I get to see people at that level, their energy level is already probably depleted down to two thirds of it's gone. And to try and haul somebody out of the the, the dregs is much harder. It, it not, it's not undoable. It's very doable. But, and I mean, I don't care what age, but um, the issue for me is, is that you just have to understand if you can sort of look at the idea that, you know, I might be worth, you know, what, I might be what you pay for four new tires and yet you're going to put your car back on the road, your body, and you'll be able to drive it for thousands of miles here now that you won't be able to otherwise try and get to a functional practitioner earlier than later. Don't wait until you're so wiped, exhausted, and depressed that you can't function because it just makes it that much harder for you to get out of the situation. And we do, as I said, it's, um, we can, the majority of what I do is I fix people's guts. You got 23 feet of gut from end to end. It would fill a tennis court if I opened it up end to end. And um, if that's screwed up under any circumstance, I guarantee everything else is screwed up. So again, it's what you eat, what you drink. So if people can just sort of start to do some reading and um, they can learn, even go up on YouTube and, you know, what is my gut? What does it need? What do livers need? What do pancreases need? Uh, you know, what do you need to just, what are the basics? Yeah. That can make a huge difference in people's lives. And my job is to teach you how to do it so you don't need me. <laughs> if you, yeah. you know it for the rest of your life and now you know how to work it. Yeah, so. that's awesome. So speaking of needing you, where can our listeners go to? Where can we send them to learn more? You can go up to um, DebPost at DebPost.com. We'll get you to my website, which is the Wellbridges, uh, WellbridgesInc.com and uh, WellBridges.com. So again, DebPost, it's easier, Deb, D-E-B-P-O-S-T at D-E-B-P-O-S-T.com. And, you know, you get to see what the office looks like, check me out, that kind of stuff. I'll probably put this podcast up there as well so people can check in. Um, that's one way. If people want to call, the, the is 239-231-8354. That's 239-231-8354. Uh, and Shana, who's my office manager, will be more than happy to take you through what, what's this, what's that. And if there's any questions, it's like, you know, what can you do? What do you think? Is this something you treat? Can you help me? then I'll get on the phone and we'll talk. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I encourage our listeners to, to do so as you, you just, Deb just touched on some of the uh, ways that she can help you. And, and my goodness, Deb, you are so engaging, entertaining from a knowledge standpoint. And, and uh, you, I know you opened the eyes of those who thought they were stuck living a certain way. And uh, if anything I got from your message is you are not, you need to, to go the next step. And, and even if you've tried everything, there is a, there is an answer. 
And oh yeah. There's always this the body, the body always, there's always an answer and it always yeah. wants to return to a level of function that's necessary. Genetics are just switches you turn on and off with your environment. Mm -hmm. So if we shift your environment, you turn some switches off, you might get, you know, we may not get perfect, but we certainly can get a lot better. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, Deb, it's been an absolute pleasure. Look forward to uh, talking you. with you more right. in the future. No, thank you very much. And you all have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.